everybody. Welcome to episode 369 of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast, presented by Overdrive. This is Adam. Hey, Jill. What's going on? How much? I thought you were going to go with your new trademark, Yo, which I very much enjoyed, which is an upcoming episode that people will hear for the two of you. Emma and Kristen are also here. Both of you guys, hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. It's been a minute since you guys have been on. Yeah. Uh, in, an, in an upcoming episode uh, that we did, I was like, hey, Joe, how's it going? And she's like, yo. And it was like my new favorite thing. It was kind of <laughs> helping me just keep doing it. it. made me laugh. So I don't know. guess you had to be there. And I guess you had to be me and be there to laugh at it. Uh, we didn't have an idea at all for today. And so we begged Kristen and Emma to come on. And we're just going to do a big old grab bag of book recommendations. So there's yeah. no theme to this. No. Because last week we did um, Magical Schools. Ooh. To school, and uh, Joe was like, hey, it's Wednesday and we don't have an idea. Do you have any thoughts? And I was like, I don't know, like non-magical schools? <laughs> just like, no. Regular Reg- people schools. <laughs> Normal. She's like, that's, I mean, not, that's boring. That's boring. That's boring. Yeah. So instead we're not going to have a theme at all. We're just going to go around the room and we're going to. Do book recommendations. So first off, how are, how are how are you two doing? Hi, hi Emma. Hi, doing well. How are you? Good. It's been a long time since either of you guys have been on. It has. Yeah, I've yeah. missed. I've missed being here. Well, I feel like Welcome we got back. Yeah, I, and it's, it's not even that we don't like. We have so many people here that read a bunch, but we just like don't want to bug you guys. And also, we don't think about Thursdays until Wednesday, and we're like, uh oh. <laughs> no, it's good. It means that I have a plethora of books to talk about when I am yeah. on. So. Good. 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 <laughs> We're going to lean on you too heavily. <laughs> um, all right, so let's kind of go around the room. Like, we a little, like, a throwback episode here, like we used to do all the time. So, Emma, would you like to pick a book and, and get us going? I would love to. So I very conveniently finished this book last night. It's almost um, like you knew how we were going to beg you to come on. Indeed. It is called Again But Better by Christine... Riccio? It, it, yeah, Riccio? Yeah, yeah, Riccio. Yeah, yeah. she's wonderful. Um, because I've obviously heard a lot about this book from people here, um, from the internet, etc. It looks adorable. It's about a girl who <laughs> does college all wrong. Um, if, I like the description. Does college all wrong. She's pre-med, uh, even though she doesn't have any interest in being pre-med, and so she lies about her um, study abroad program that she's in. She says she's going to be on the medicine track. There is no such thing <laughs> as a medicine study abroad um, in this particular book and she was really going to do creative writing and meet new people and make friends and uh, you know live in London Um, and this book was really interesting because I went into it without actually reading the description I just heard recommendations from um, you know people here and seen some bits about it and went okay I'm going to read that so I actually went into it uh, with very little information and was really surprised at how um lovely it is but then also there is like an element of magic to this Mm -hmm. that I was not expecting because in the beginning it is just about her studying abroad in London and um, so yeah there's a little bit of a magical twist uh, maybe a bit of a do-over there's a nice romancy bit Uh, there's great friendships there's London Um, yeah so it was really pleasant I had a really nice time reading it highly recommend and this just came out in the spring. Yeah, it came out in the spring. And actually, because I know a lot of people listen to us out of order, if you go back, we, uh, I interviewed her for episode yes. 349. She's wonderful. Um, for everyone who, if you go and look at a picture of her, and if everyone's ever wondered what Christina in our office looks like, who's on the podcast all the time, Christina looks like a little tiny version yes. of Christine Riccio. 
Um, yeah. Which, this is really silly, but I may have heard about this book first on this podcast. It's probably it's possible. <laughs> That's hey. great. I don't remember. Hey, that means you're um, listening. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah, I just know that, that that was, I had added it and then heard a lot of good things floating around about it. But yeah, I finished it yesterday and really enjoyed. It was very pleasant, um, really sweet, good pacing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just really enjoyed it. And the cover is really cute as well. It is. Not only can you listen to her on episode 349, but if you go to our uh, literacy campaign, Everyone Reads, you can watch a video of her talking about why she loves reading. It's everyonereads.com. And she does a little very sweet video there as well where she's charming and delightful. See, so look how nicely that tied in. I didn't (laughs) even (laughs) All sorts of campaigns. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's a really good book. It's really fun. Um... Would you like to go, Kristen? I would love to. So yesterday I took myself on a walk to my library, um, which I have a library that's like two blocks from my house. So I am living the dream. It's amazing. Uh, And so I ended up finding this book in the news section, and it's called The Cozy Minimalist Home, More Style, Less Stuff by uh, Michaelin Smith. She has a blog and she is just, she's a, I don't know if she's an actual designer, but basically this whole book is how she was talking about how she really loves her home to feel cozy. And to her, that meant owning a lot of stuff and piling on more pillows and getting more blankets. And she got to the point where this stuff was taking over and it just became more of a hassle than really feeling cozy in her home. So then she was looking at minimalism and uh, just found that, you know, sometimes it would really turn her off because it was just too stark of a difference and there it felt cold. So she came up with this in-between that she calls cozy minimalism or uh, comi for short. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a breathe. Yes. Yes. Um, and so the book is a kind of like how you can uh, get to this level. And it's not, I like it because I've been struggling with uh, what's my design aesthetic in my home. And I just, I don't have one. I like a lot of different things. And I think that's most people. And she kind of says, you know, don't try and and find one. Don't try and pigeonhole yourself in this one area. Instead, just embrace, you know, what makes you happy and find these different areas where you feel like everything has a purpose, but you still love the things you have. So I've, I just started it yesterday, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Whenever I go to friends' houses where they clearly have a very cohesive design throughout, I'm always like, wow, you're a real grown-up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm like, someday I'll get there. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> I am married to a real grown-up, and it's funny you bring this up because literally last night, so my wife, who won't listen to this because she doesn't, she picks her own books, whatever. Um, <laughs> not like she doesn't have like a whole resource here. Um, <clears throat> she has a specific style, and it's much more lovely than I could ever do. But like anytime I move anything, she did this, like, patronizing thing where she'd be like, oh, no, that's not <laughs> And so yesterday, I was, like, lighting a candle or something. And she's like, did you cut the wick first? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, so it doesn't, it's not as smoky. Yep. I, all three of you are I'm shaking. I'm not. You've got to correct the wick. And for whatever reason, I was like, can you just not? And she's like, what? And I was like, can you just not do that every time? And I had, like, this, like, ten-minute tip to the two of us where I was like, sometimes I want to 
make stuff look the way I want to. Like, I'm not a complete idiot. And she's just like, I like things the way I like them. I was like, yeah, but I live here too. And she's like, yeah, but you're not the designer. And I just like stopped and I was like, all right, good point. Good yep. point, good point. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. Uh, my boyfriend and I recently bought a house together. And so... Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, but it's just been me being like, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to get that. And then he's like, you know what? I'd like a say on some of this too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh... Yeah, I guess I, I should I, be I like better it. about being a partner. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and we don't have, like, the traditional, like, oh, the wife does all the cooking and cleaning. Like, I do 100% of our cooking. We share cleaning. But just, like, the design stuff, she's just like, no, that's not, those aren't the right curtains. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck goose. <laughs> I wish I had that eye. I don't. So I need books like uh, Cozy Minimalist Home. Way to, tie it right. Way to tie it back around. Hey, Good I job. did it. Yeah, we're doing great today. That's a professional <laughs> right there. Uh, Joe, go. Sure. Uh, so I'm reading, uh, this is a book that doesn't come out till December, so I apologize. But you can get on the wait list and all that stuff. This is a book that uh, is called Disney's Land, and it is all about the creation of Disneyland. <gasps> yep. Oh, yes. That is amazing. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's yes. so fun. It's so fun. Um, yeah, so it talks about just, like, the building of Disneyland and how, like, Walt came up with the idea and why, and yep. it's a lot of fun. So if you've ever been interested in Disneyland, you guys, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, you can't see this. My necklace that I'm wearing that I wear every single day is the coordinates to Disneyland, see? ladies and go. gentlemen. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Is this a physical? I am into it. Is you have the physical arc? I do not. <sighs> I'm adding this. I'm adding this to my to read yeah, that's list right now. What was that called again? Disney's Land. That is fantastic. Um, man, I want to read that so it's much. It's so fun. It's so fun. Um, along those same lines, I'll just say a really short one. Uh, so I listened in advance reader copy of there is a never before released Dr. Seuss book. That I know I showed. I think I yes. showed you guys. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Horse Museum. And it was found in... They released one of his other books, like Postmortem, two years ago, I think it was. Um, the sh- Pet Shop? Or yeah, the Pet, pet Shop, shop one. Yeah. And th- this... The manuscript for this book, Horse Museum, was in there, too. There's, there were just some sketchings, but there was no like full drawings or anything like there was in the other one. So they commissioned an artist to, uh, to draw. But what it is, is it's this horse is walking these kids through a museum and basically explaining art to these children, being like, artists can be anybody, and it's, art can be anything. It's all about how you envision the world. And so basically what it does is it walks through all of these different types of artists throughout the world from, like, early, 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 like, a long time ago to, like, Jackson Pollock, like, everything in between, and they show how they would draw the, the horse. And the horse is, like, describing what each of, like, minimalism and cubism and stuff and, like, what it all means. And I'll be honest, I learned a lot of stuff about art yeah. from this simple book. And it's adorable. And then at the very end, all of the pictures that they have, like, they're real pieces of art that are in there. And then at the end, it tells you what each of the pieces of art were and who the person was and, like, what type of style that they liked. And it's just, like, a really cool way to make all of these very, like, what can be, like, hoity-toity like impressionist art and all the stuff where you're just like I don't understand what an artist is telling me or what an art you know art historian is telling me about it's like a simple way to be like art can be anything and here's all the different ways that people like to draw and it's very sweet and um, it comes out 
in like two weeks. So you don't have to wait till December to read this one. I think I saw that on uh, the Professional Book Nerds, the Instagram. Oh, you sure did. Yeah. The and I didn't Instagram. know it was The Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of it? Yeah, at, uh, <laughs> at Pro Book Nerds. Really great, co- really great content on there. You guys should check it out. Um, <laughs> but no, they. I didn't know it was coming. And I just like, it was the most on-brand adventure You looked so happy. I was very happy. Yes. I was very happy. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, sounds like a great book. Oh, it's so good. It's so cute. And um, it's not rhymey, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, Emma always keeps swinging around the room. Yeah, so I have another uh, young adult recommendation because recently all I have been reading is young adult. Woo! Um, so the most recent Sarah Dessen book, because I can't come on here and not mention Sarah Dessen, but conveniently she does have a new book. Um, it's called The Rest of the Story, and... The main character's name is Emma as well, Aww. which, you know, is very trendy. It's very trendy. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag trendy. Um, and so the main character, Emma, she um, spends the summer at this place very creatively named North Lake. Um, Where is it at? <laughs> right. That's north. Not to be confused with Lake North. Um, no, it's actually part of the book. So um, <laughs> North Lake is this community uh, where her mom grew up, and it's kind of working class um, motels, lots of camp out, ride the boat, fun, kind of quintessential summer things that you would do on the lake. Um, but just across the lake, like uh, I think it's like a mile, is the more posh portion um, of this area, kind of... Um, deemed Lake North. There's a resort. So you kind of have two very different vibes of what is essentially one body of water um, (laughs) kind of at play in this story. And so you have Emma's mother, who's from uh, kind of the more casual side, and you have her dad, who's from the the fancier side. And so you have a lot of um, her getting in touch with her family history, how her parents met, um, getting to know her extended family, all the while there's a cute boy, uh, as there always is. Yep. And um, his name is Rue, which I thought was adorable. And um, like Winnie the Pooh, R-O-O. like R O O Rue. <laughs> and um, it's just a really cute, quintessential like summer story. I love Sarah Dessen's books for how they're written because um, even though I am not a teen, I don't feel like the writing is young if that makes sense um and the storytelling is lovely how things kind of come together is lovely there's always like more to it than just the romance although we do like the good you know boy meets girl scenario um but this was a meat cute yes this was so charming and cute i think especially as we are winding down summer I would highly recommend this for kind of the last hurrah as we head into fall, all the summer feels. Um, because, yeah, Sarah Dustin loves a book, you know, again, in the summertime all, with all the quintessential, like, camp out, hamburgers, hot dogs, flip-flops. <laughs> I don't know. It's just very, like, it, it, it really is quintessential summer, mm-hmm. and I just really like everything about it. A real summer loving, like a real like, grease yeah. summer loving situation here. <laughs> well, right. You know, and there's there are a lot of different things at play. There's a good dose of drama, um, you know, amongst the teen characters. There's a good dose of drama amongst the adults. 
There's learning about their past, the family. I just think there's a lot of like different elements in this story that are really intriguing and really well written. Um, and yeah, it's just great. Good cover. I'm like I'm really really about a good cover. Um, but yeah, it it was just it was so charming. I highly recommend um, this book. Nice. That's all. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, like, circle back. <laughs> Kristen? <laughs> um, so I'm in the middle of reading, along with Cozy Minimalist Home, um, Evie Drake Starts Over by Linda Holmes. Have yes. you guys already talked about this? Um, well, she was also on the podcast. Was she? She I was. Need to listen to it that. was. Um, hang on, I can tell you. She was at ALA. Yeah, oh, it was episode 355. She was great because, like, she's also a podcaster, and then I'll let you talk about the book. But, like, I would start asking a question, and she would immediately know where I was going and then just talk for five <laughs> minutes. It was the easiest interview I've ever done. And That's then she was awesome. like, you were great at that. And I was like, I didn't do anything. Yeah, it was all you. You were great at that. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so I am really enjoying this book. It is about, obviously, Evie Drake. Um, and I am very happy that in the book they tell you how to pronounce the main character's first name because they're like, oh, it's Evie, like Chevy. And I was like, thank you, because I thought it was Evie this yeah. whole time. Yep. Um, so Evie lives in this small town in Maine, and her husband died uh, like a year ago when the book starts. And everyone thinks that she's just kind of locked herself in this house and is grieving for the loss of her husband. But the truth is, and this isn't a spoiler because it's told to you basically at the beginning of the book, that she had planned on leaving him the day that she got um, the phone call that he had passed. Uh, And so she's still very young uh, and living in this house. And her best friend, Andy... Uh, has a friend who is coming up to Maine and is looking for a room to rent. She just happens to have uh, kind of a guest suite. Uh, So she invites this guy to live with her. And then the story of this guy is that he was a former pitcher for the New York Yankees. I don't know if you've ever heard of the New York Yankees. <laughs> I think so. I think they, were, they were in that Broadway show, right? Damn Yankees. That's, that's they're it. From. Yep. They're yep. like supposed to be kind of good or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. um, so he got a case of the yips. Everyone was calling him a head case. And so basically he got booed out of baseball and is just looking for a quiet place to regroup. Uh, so he ends up staying um, at Evie's. And it's about kind of their burgeoning relationship um, and then uh, Evie's life as kind of this secret she's been keeping uh, slowly leaks out to her one friend who she hadn't told anyone and now she told uh, the guy who I need to find this. Oh, Dean. That's the baseball player's name. So she told Dean and she never told her best friend Andy. So then Andy find uh, Anyway. Long story short, the book is really excellent. It's really well written, and I'm enjoying this. I read another baseball kind of rom-com earlier this year, and I feel like this one is doing a better job of kind of incorporating some baseball stuff without it feeling like, ugh, like, I don't want to listen to them talk about baseball, but feeling like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. like, 
she knows what she's talking about and she can actually, you know, talk about baseball a little bit. And then it's adorable, small town kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's been really good. I'm really enjoying it. On top of our many, many talents, Linda Holmes is actually a giant baseball fan as well. So ah, she and I ended helps. up talking. Like we got sidetracked. Yep. Like half the interview is us talking about baseball, and I was like, "Oh wait, hang on, back to the book." I'm, is she a Yankees fan? Uh, I, yes, she's from New York. So I okay. believe she's a Yankees fan. We didn't get into teams, but I, I believe being in a New York based mm-hmm. person, um, yeah, the, the book is so good. Just yeah, her yeah. writing is just like how dare this be her debut <laughs> novel? You know, right, like one of those where I'm like, really. That's your first crack Yeah, I just started it, and I was yeah. like, oh, man, I'm just going to get sucked right into this. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's Evie Drake starting over, and maybe it's Dean starting over as well. Maybe. <gasps> God, it's the end to find out. I know. I, I also I know. like like your new bisac is, like, baseball rom-coms. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because there's another one that's on my, like, I really want to read this list that's called The Bromance Book Club. Yes. Yes. And it is about a baseball player who who I think him and some of the other players on his team start, like, a romance book club. But, you know, since it's a bunch of guys, they're like, oh, we're not going to talk about this. No one can know. But, yeah, we'll read these bodice rippers behind closed doors. Kristen at the bat. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jill, you want to talk about another advanced reader copy book? No, I have one that is not an advanced reader copy. (laughs) Because I was going to feel bad if all I had was... This is actually, like, old school. So over the weekend, I started reading Carrie by Stephen King. Ooh, I nice. have read it before, obviously. No judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Safe space. No, but if you're like, I love Stephen King, but I never read Carrie. That, you know, that's fine. That's fine. No judgment, but judgment for me if that had been me. So, um... <laughs> no, but I actually started reading it uh, as research, I promise, for uh, a freelance piece I'm working on. But, yeah, good old Carrie, man. You know... Pig's blood, getting dumped on her at the prom, telekinesis. Just a classic. No, but like it's just it was his first book and I um I didn't know that. Yes, Carrie was his first book, he threw it out and his wife saved it. Oh. Good on her. Yeah, his wife pulled it out of the uh, the trash can and told him to keep writing it because mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know, I don't think there's anything here. She's like, no, there definitely is. And he's like, I don't know anything about teenage girls. <laughs> She's like, I will help you. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, but good old Carrie. Yeah. Speaking of uh, book slash movies, uh, I just finished the Pan's Labyrinth. I, we talked about it in like an upcoming books episode, but um, so Guillermo del Toro and I want to get the... Um, co-writer as well make sure and uh cornelia funk did the artwork i believe um so they basically created they took pan's labyrinth which is like i think one of the most beautiful and heartbreaking movies of all time and they expanded it into a fantasy book that they it's it's basically it's the same story but it expands on the story a lot so it gives you a lot of like background of how um the fawn and like the underworld that's in pan's labyrinth um, is comes to be and so if you're not familiar with the story this girl is moving with her uh, with her mother into this guy's house who is about to become her stepfather and he is the um, he's like a a captain in a in the I want to say the Franco um, like the um, the it's a, the war it's a war in Spain during World War Two and um, he's a, just a terrible dude and he's like trying to hunt these rebels and uh, his her mom is pregnant with 
what will be her stepbrother and like the captain just doesn't care about this kid and doesn't care about anything and so she's like just heartbroken over all this and her mom gets really sick and so she has no one to talk to and so she discovers this like underworld with and that she meets this fawn who um it's not sure if he's good or bad but he has her do these several different tasks because she's uh according to him she's like an, a princess of this underworld and so in order to confirm that she is who he thinks she is she has to do these three tasks and then she can go live forever in this like wonderful underworld and so the whole story is just like, is that really happening? Um, what's going on? Is it's just it's so beautifully written and um, it's there's some sads in there too if you're familiar with the the movie. But it's so good and I was wondering if they're gonna like change the story, but it's really just like expanding on it. It's so good. So that's Pan's Labyrinth. Um, highly recommend it. The co-author did the Inkheart books. She's a yes. kids author. Yeah, that's yeah. where she's from. Yeah, yeah. she's awesome. So I definitely recommend it. Emily, you want to talk about another book? I'm like, I I would be happy to talk about another book. Um, (laughs) Like, actually, thanks, but no. Um, (laughs) Emma's left. She's She's done with books. Um, So, yeah, just one, because uh, there's a theme. One more really great YA book. Mm -hmm. Uh, This book came out in the spring of this year. It's called Serious Moonlight by Jen Bennett. Um, And I think I've mentioned a few of her other books on here probably in the past. Um, she wrote Alex Approximately, which is a couple years old and was absolutely charming. Um, so this is her newest effort, and it follows a main character named Birdie. She lives in Seattle, and it takes place the summer before she starts college. And she gets a job at a hotel in downtown Seattle and ends up having to work the night shift of like the reception desk. And naturally, as she is working the the night shift at this hotel, uh, she meets a very cute boy named Daniel, as you do, who drives um, the van and chauffeurs around for the hotel and and does things, you know, like airport drop-offs and all kinds of stuff. Um, But then they kind of bond over this mystery hotel guest who they suspect is a very well-known author. And they kind of try to suss out what's happening with this author, all the while having cute teen interactions, romancy bits. What I really liked about this book, though, was a lot of the secondary characters as well. So Birdie has a really fun sort of um, aunt in this book. Her grandpa is a really fun character. And there are just like a lot of really nice... I felt like secondary characters in here that we don't necessarily get in YA a ton, mm-hmm. um, where the focus is usually kind of on whatever's happening with these teens. But this kind of had a lot of layers, which I really enjoyed. So highly recommend. It was super cute and charming. There are a lot of diverse characters in this book. Um, the main character, Daniel, is, I believe, half Japanese. Don't quote me. I read this a couple of months ago. Um, but it's just it was a really, really nice story. They're kind of solving this real-life mystery, you know, having the, the summer job. Again, apparently I only read teen books with summer jobs, um, <laughs> you know, and romance. <laughs> Something a theme here, people. And um, Kids have to work. They have to work. <laughs> the night shift, no. And it's, it was just it, really cute. Um, lots of nice mentions of Seattle which I enjoy. My brother lives in Seattle, so, you know, certain parts of it are really familiar. Um, 
which I just I like. Obviously, love a good setting. Adam's giggling at I, me. I, I, I'm <laughs> like, like, I love like, a good setting. But yeah, highly highly recommend. Super cute, and I think the cover again because I'm going to talk about the teen covers. Uh, <laughs> even though this came out in the spring, I feel like the cover is very fall, like autumnal, great which I think is word. great. Uh, right now, as I feel like probably the people in this space are ready for fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. So yes, I would highly recommend Serious Moonlight by Jen Bennett. I start getting ready for fall on like June 3rd. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yes, it's time. Right, we're done. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Summer. It's been nice seeing you. Now, go fall. away. I'm yeah. ready for an apple. Um, <laughs> right, because you can't get apples on your time I know, but I want to pick the apple myself. And I want to do it while wearing a flannel shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Very basic. Uh, Kristen would like to talk about a book about baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Circling back. We're all on a theme Every, here. Everyone has their own theme today. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my baseball books are done. Um, but I will talk about Man Eaters by Chelsea Kane. Uh, this is a comic. And it takes place in, in on an alternate Earth where... Uh, the one big difference is that when when girls uh, become a certain age, they have a change, and they turn into wild flesh-eating cats. What? Naturally, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, tuned you out there. Just heard wild flesh-eating cats. You could have no. given me seven thousand guesses as to what they turn into, and I don't know that I would have gotten there. I had a friend tell me about this. She's like, oh, you should read Maneaters. It's where the girls, instead of getting their periods, they turn into flesh-eating cats. And I was like, I'm in. Sign me up right now. Um, Yeah, so basically the government has found ways around uh, this because obviously you don't want a whole bunch of wild cats out there mauling the populations. That would be bad. Probably not. Um, So now there's, you know, like some places you have fluoride in your drinking water. There is uh, some sort of a compound in drinking water that stops this change from happening. Uh, And the main character, Maud, she's 12, so she's just about at the age where this might be happening. And her dad's a detective, and there have been um, a series of cat attacks brutal cat attacks in their <laughs> sorry it's not funny it's but I just, I just it's a little funny cat it's attack a yeah, it's a little you bit know. funny <laughs> these aren't your tame domesticated cats no these are wild cat attacks um, <laughs> so he's out investigating that and you uh, come to find out while reading this that Maud um, has kind of been avoiding uh, the water and been drinking some other stuff that doesn't have any of this compound in it. So then it's like, oh, is she the one who has been attacking people and, and killing people? And uh, I've only read volume one so far, so I, it's still a mystery. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a real animorph situation. <laughs> <laughs> it is so fun. And yeah, wow. again, it kind of has a it definitely has a, a message in there it's trying to get across. But, yeah, if you just want something where girls turn into aggressive felines, then I think <laughs> this <doesn't>? yeah, this <laughs> is the book for you. Awesome. <laughs> um, Jill. 
Yeah, okay. I can't remember if I've mentioned this book or not. Um, it'll probably come up again next week in the September books, but I don't care because this made me think of it. So, this is uh, The Gracier by um, Kim Liggett. It is YA. However, it's not a fun little summary. <laughs> this is um, dystopian YA. It's like The Handmaid's Tale meets The Hunger Games. And so it is about um, teenage girls, and they live in uh, this community that's, um, you're not given a time period, but you get the sense that it's pretty far in the past. And it centers on Tyranny, who is 16 years old. And every year in the community, 16-year-olds are sent away off somewhere. And the 16-year-old girls are sent away, um, and they stay wherever they stay for a year, and then they come back, and they get married. And not all of them make it back, though. And after they, if they return to their home after the year, they're not allowed to talk about what happened. It's like this big secret. You get sent away when you're 16, and you're not allowed to talk about what happened. And if you're lucky, you get back home and then are married off. Okay. So um, the whole idea is that, you know, the community believes that when girls are at that age of 16, um, they kind of... Uh, get a little hysterical and so they want to send them away for them to work out whatever it is and then they can come home basically domesticated and so tyranny goes off and you find out um exactly where they go and what happens to them and it is very much like an island where they have to kind of survive that's sort of where the hunger games thing comes in but it was really really good i really enjoyed it but it definitely uh is somewhat it like it kind of brings you back those flashbacks of like what it was like to be, oh. <laughs> like you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like the Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's yeah. some Mean Girls happening there. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I remember this time in my life. It's like a. <laughs> it sounds like a mix of um, Uprooted by Naomi Navik and then The Call, which I've talked about a million times. Where people get murdered at a school by Potterogin. That that sounds super good. I feel like. I can't believe that's remember. just coming out. I feel like you, we got <laughs> copies of that book so long. Look, when you said that, we I was did. like, that can't be right. We wow. got it a while ago. Um, yeah, and so it, it was really, yeah, it was really good. But it definitely plays on this idea that, you know, young girls have to be sent away because they are... Um, feral cats. <laughs> <laughs> they are but. feral cats, and they will, like... <laughs> They will tempt all the, like, married men, and so we can't have that, and so we have to send the girls away um, rather than, you know, punish the men, but whatever, that's a big conversation. So uh, it kind of plays on that idea a lot, Mm -hmm. um, and I I really enjoyed it and read it pretty quickly um, because it just, like, once you get sucked into it yeah, and sort of when you find out what happens and, like, where they're going, and then as things progress, um, it... It took some turns I was not expecting. Nice. So. I just put that on my Goodreads to read. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Super good. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is The Pandora Room by Christopher Golden. I'm just about finished with it. Christopher Golden has done a ton of... He writes, like, horror that feel... Like, they're really like, realistic horror books. Um, as, as Emma mentioned, we're getting into fall. And so, as, like... Every third book of mine now is a horror book that I'm reading. <laughs> um, and this one is, his first book in this series is called Ararat, and it was this horror f- uh, book that took place on a mountain, and they thought they had discovered Noah's Ark, and when they discover it, there's like this demon situation going on, and there's much more than you think is happening in Ararat. And then this one is called The Pandora Room, 
they discover what they think is Pandora's box, and uh, wouldn't you know it, there's more than meets the eye in what? Pandora's box, and it's 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 actually there's a lot of like like contagion type things going on. You find this out really really fast. So it's not a spoiler, but it's, it reminds me kind of like um, Outbreak, except for instead of a monkey, it's Pandora's box that's causing a lot of people to get sick and die. But there's also like there might be ghosts and like what's going on? Is it haunted? Who knows? Also, Outbreak <laughs> is like a 25-year-old movie, so I hope people know what I'm talking about. I'm just realizing that now that that is a very old movie because we are old. Um, but yeah, Pandora Room by Christopher Golden. I'm really, seeing this really is part of a series, the Ben Walker series. So yeah. is it the main character? Yeah, so the, so Ben Walker is... It's not even like he's the main character. It's pretty cool the way that they do it where it's like Ben Walker was one of the characters in Ararat, and he's he works for the government, and he has this like top-secret job that no one knows about. And basically his job is when there's... like something that they discover that's pretty evil that might be able to be turned into a weapon because the government's terrible. He goes and he investigates it and finds out what's going on. So he was like one of the characters in Ararat and then with this, same thing, he's just like one of the characters. Like I really didn't even realize it until like two chapters in. They're like, Ben Walker. And I was like, oh yeah, wait. Oh, that's right. He was in the other one too. Like he's just like one of the cast of yeah. characters. So. You don't have to have read the first book. Uh, no, you don't have to. They, I mean, they mention it like once or twice where they'll say like, Oh yeah, up on that mountain, when, and they talk about like Noah's Ark and like, but not like. You remember that specific plot point that happened to us previously? It's like, yeah, it's not. It's kind of like when you're watching um, like Buffy or something, where like it would help if you watched all of them, but if it's a Monster of the Week episode, you'll be able to figure it out. It's like a Monster of the Week book. Cool, nailed it. Uh, do we want to go once more around? Was it, do you have one yeah, more? Why I can't talk about? Well, I I don't to mix it up. I will not select a YA book. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> you guys have one more to talk about? Them? Okay. It's really easy with four people. It's <laughs> a lot less Jill and I have to talk about. But it is a romance. That's good. It's okay. On, on theme. Because we never talk about romance, so this is good. Um, and I've been in a really big thriller rut, so uh, we've been leaning into the YA and the romance at the mm. minute. Um, but I am very excited. This book comes out in September, um, and it's technically five and a half of a series uh so book six that accompanies it comes out in november and if you guys can guess i know what you're talking i about. am talking about because i am predictable penny, penny reed, reed yeah. <laughs> uh no so the conclusion to the winston brothers series is nearly upon us uh Are you book, okay? no i i am prepared for this to absolutely like destroy me clock should just start chiming just like yeah. dong yes <laughs> here um, it is <laughs> It's almost For time. For anyone not in this room, which is anyone listening, uh, Adam <laughs> just banged his head into the microphone. <laughs> you probably heard it. Uh, uh, sorry, continue. So, um, yeah, book five and a half is called Beard With Me um, of the Winston Brothers series. Book six is called Beard Necessities. Uh, <laughs> these are out in September and November of this year. And um, book five and a half is the backstory of... Um, one of the brothers' love interests, her name is Scarlet slash Claire. It's kind of confusing. Um, and then book six is is Billy's focused book. If anyone has read any of the Winston Brothers books, you know, I think, that we've been waiting for Billy's story since the beginning. Um, he has always been one of my favorite characters, and I am so ready to see how this ends. I'm also going to be very sad. Um, this will absolutely destroy me. I'm positive. But I have had this book on hold. Thank you, 
library uh, <laughs> since it was available uh, to suggest. So I cannot wait. Her books are just so well written. They're so smart. They really like make you feel the feels. Um, and yeah, there's not a ton of detail about what the specific plot is um, other than kind of the backstory of Claire and then kind of the romance bit we've been waiting for with Billy. And I will say, because of Emma and the little Penny Reed fan club in our office that we have, we've it's had her large. on a couple of times actually, mm-hmm. so if you are new-ish to the podcast, she was on episode 89 talking about how she self-publishes all of her Winston Brothers books and her Knitting in the series, Knitting in the City series. And then she came back for episode 182 and she gave us a whole bunch of cozy mysteries. So if you like cozy mysteries, she did that. Also, she told us all about her Facebook group, which I think I'm like one of like four guys in because she let me join it. Nice. I never respond. I never like do anything in there, but it's just funny to be like, it's like 99.999% women who read her cozy mysteries and then me and like two other dudes <laughs> hanging out. It's a very active group. It is a it very is. active group. That yeah. I <laughs> Sharks of awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, I can't wait. Oof. Although the, here's the here's the dilemma. Here's the dilemma. Five and a half comes out in September, and book six comes out you know in November. Do I wait and read them close together potentially, or do I just you know here's what you devour do. it as soon as it's available? You read the one in September in September, and then from September to November, just, you just do a reread of all of them. Weep gently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I weep gently. <laughs> Yes. Beard Science, I I think, is my favorite of the names, by the way. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. But I mean, in all honesty, I'm going to read it as soon as I can get my hands on it. But in an ideal world, I'd be able to read them back to back and just... Well, we'll let Penny know. You know, (laughs) I mean... Oh, man, that's really funny. Uh, Kristen? Uh, So I'm going to talk about a juvenile series. And this is by Heather Vogel Frederick. It's the Pumpkin Falls Mystery Series. The first one is Absolutely Truly. And the second one, which I read or listened to a couple of weeks ago, is called Yours Truly. And so I am a huge Cozy Mystery fan. I, I just love them. I think they're cheesy and it's beautiful. And I am the audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the... Pumpkin Falls Mystery Series is basically cozy mysteries for kids. It's just, uh, it takes place in this small town. It's really adorable. And uh, you follow the main character, whose name, of course, I can't remember. So I will look it up really quickly. Um, And she just moved to this town where her grandparents own a bookshop. And her dad and her mom are going to be taking over the bookshop along with her aunt. Um... And so in the second book, there happens to be a thief stealing maple syrup from the maple trees. Um, How dare. I know. Yeah. Uh, So there's this big uproar and the town is being divided because uh, one of the families who owns the maple, some of the maple trees thinks that another family is sabotaging them. So the town is divided and they just, uh, the pumpkin falls private eyes, which is the name of the main characters, uh, like little group of friends who look into town mysteries has to solve. Yeah. They have to solve this mystery and it's just so adorable. And it just reminds you of, you know, being in middle school in good ways, 
and I just, I really love it. Uh, and it has a great name because pumpkins and autumn and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I would, I would highly suggest giving this to uh, any kids in your life who enjoy a good mystery uh, or, you know, if you're a cozy mystery fan, I think this is a really cute one as well. Adorable. Yes. Jill? Yeah. So when I have that read, I do have an advanced copy of sitting on my desk, but uh, it comes out in October. It is The Body by Bill Bryson. I love Bill Bryson's books. Ooh. Yes. Yes. He's so good. He just yes. like, he picks a topic and he gives a very comprehensive view on it, but they're really funny and very informative and you learn all sorts of things. So uh, yeah, now he has one coming out that is all about the human body. That is okay. awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. I always like his, his books and just the way he explains things and sort of talks about things and the way he writes and and I'm yeah I'm very excited to learn mm-hmm. some things about the human body from Bill Bryson. Nice. He's I'm a, great. I'm going to so one that's not new at all but it's been in the news this week. Um, Rules of Magic by Alice Hoffman. Uh-huh. So I interviewed her for an upcoming episode later in the year for her new book that's coming out but we like we briefly touched on and that was not me doing a hair flip. Emma thinks I'm like Emma thinks I'm being sassy and like like ooh look who we talked to, which is not what I was doing. No, but I'm it's not in, a name drop. No, but I'm into it. Um, but we didn't really talk about rules. Like, we talked a little <laughs> bit about magic, but not like a ton about rules of magic. But it's become it. They got a pilot on HBO, I think, on like their streaming series, um, the Rules of Magic did, which is the prequel to Practical Magic, and it just like sets the story for how the sisters in Practical Magic came to be, which was, you know, Practical Magic was also a very popular uh, movie as well, and just, um, I want to talk about it briefly, just because it's so good, and it's made me cry a lot, and it's, like, beautifully written, and I want everyone to know that it's becoming a pilot on HBO, because I care so little about so many, like, I care about so few TV shows, and I would really <laughs> like this one to be picked up, so if you haven't read Rules of Magic, if you've read Practical Magic, go check out, even if you haven't read Practical Magic, you can read Rules of Magic, and it's, like, because it's a prequel, so it lays the groundworks for the story, and then you'll want to read Practical Magic. So read both of those, and then listen to the podcast when it comes out in a couple of weeks, and then you can read her new book. It's like perfect timing. Just have a whole Alice Hoffman month. Um, but yeah, Rules of Magic is just amazing. It's like realistic witches, and they just they use like herbs and all this stuff to. It just feels like it could actually happen. Like I feel like I could walk into one of these several witch shops in the city that I live in, uh, that Jill also lives in and uh, get these herbs and actually make these teas and like I just feel like it could actually happen so if you've never really read Rules of Magic which I know like just about everyone in the world did the last couple years but if you haven't go read it it's wonderful um oh hey it's 45 minutes uh <laughs> really easy with four of us okay so that was I don't know we go around four times it's like 16 yeah. different book recommendations so. So check those out. Um, or don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Do. Please do. Please I'm sorry. Don't. I'm being very contrarian. <laughs> and if you didn't like any of those, you can do like what uh, some people did earlier this week. You can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com and we will give you personalized recommendations. I was laughing because on the day that we released our Philippa Gregory episode, it was written many, many tutor books. Somebody emailed us and was like, Jill. 
give me some tutor books. <laughs> I was like, Jill, you can talk to them because they clearly didn't listen to me talk to Phil Gregory. I know. And I was like, I hope you're ready for some lots of book recommendations because I have a lot of book recommendations. <laughs> the, uh, the, amount, not only, the amount that you responded, email length, and the quickness with which you did was hysterical. It's right in my brain. It's just super easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Anything else that you guys want to talk about? I mean, I could keep talking about books I mean, all we day, could, but I'm not. I, we could yeah, babble no. on yeah. for a long time. I'll tell you what. We'll we just, uh, we are going to run out of an idea of ideas in like a week here. So we'll just bring you guys Great. back on. Yep. The only reason I'm going to end this now is because I usually go home in like 40 minutes and I need to edit this podcast before <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this grab bag episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com and our library friends can purchase these titles marketplace professional book nerds is proud to be an evergreen podcast signature program to learn about other evergreen podcasts visit evergreenpodcasts.com our podcast is produced recorded and edited by adam sokol and jill grunewald and presented by rakuten overdrive for more information visit professionalbooknerds.com hi there i'm heather drago and i'm sarah saunders we host the podcast That's a Hard No about saying no and setting boundaries so you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor, so while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardnopodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no.